Presented by MisfitsAudio.com Adventure awaits. Back for more frightening tales with Creeperella. This next one takes place in a classroom. It was lost in the time stream, and thus I have your attention for the final evening, Alley of Horror. <laughs> the Feather Written by Martin Paul Hudacek and read by Michael Hudson Yes, I will only write for two of the three possible questions. Yes, phone off. Very good. Great. Almost a test in itself, that. I see you squinting at me, Bernard. As if you think that bothers me. Anyway. The pen with ink with it. Got it. Okay. This should be simple enough. I never get less than a B for homework. It'll be sorted. Why did Napoleon end up being exiled to Elba? Why on earth? Boney kicked off to a rock like Elba. Hmm, 20 minutes. Or 19 and a half. Don't count the time now, Mike. That doesn't work, dummy. Bony old soldier, bony and jaded. Come on, there has to be more to it than just that. Come on, something else. Oh, no. Not Mr Emerson coming to have a glute. Just because he only gave extra tuition lessons on the side for those who could afford them. Okay, Emerson, you've tried to get under my skin just as much as I've done likewise. But I'm going to be okay with this test. A-okay, or even B-okay. Well, of course, Elba offered Napoleon some protection from his rabid fans. A legend has to have some space, you know? You have now reached the half stage of the examination. <laughs> oh, really? I gave myself a good 20 minutes to get this answer done and dusted. Right, now, what about this one? Why did the Allies turn the tide of the Second World War? Huh. And the other question is about Japanese samurai silliness. This is the right examining board. I'm going to put up my hand. I want to speak. It's so starchy in here. Yes, I'm waving at you. Get over here now. That's it. Now they're going to get egg all over their face. We cannot allow you to interrupt this exam unless there is a real medical reason. Ha! I even sound better than you in my head. Should have known better. Now I'm going to be left here to rot. My pen, my spare pen, this can't be right. Hey, Jess, they won't mind if you slide me that crayon. Hey, typical. <coughs> oh, sorry, I'll be better, Mrs T. You know I'm a decent urchin. Maybe not prefect material, but never mind. Focus, look away. Look deep into the dwindling pool of bee life water. Strange, I'm still staring at creaky Mrs T and throaty old Emerson. They aren't looking at me, though they are facing in my direction. Come on, it's just a bit of nerves. Oh no, my paper's gone all yellow. What is this school playing at? 
And all my pens, they've gone. There's just some stupid feather now. And the hole in the desk is suddenly wider. Could all students except row X now exit in a quiet and considerate manner? Row X? What? Just me and the three stooges are left now? I fainted or something. What? My feather is now just lying inside the pot. Who put it there? Surely invigilators aren't allowed to touch students' personal equipment. Quarter to twelve. Or is it quarter to midnight? Can't see out the windows. They were all blocked up because of the break-ins last month. Look, they even have a stuffed crow just hanging off that rail for no good reason. Hang on. Is that red ink in the pot? We aren't allowed that, surely. Hmm. I feel a bit light-headed and itchy. My neck is kind of funny. But on the other hand, I seem to be getting very agile and still a whole three minutes. I can easily put down some more titbits. I might even get an A. Strange. The lighting seems to have changed now. Moonshine. Moonshine, the special name for the undercover agent who helped Grandad's squad. I could write it in French as well, but don't want to confuse the marker. What now? Don't you get enough jollies out of me looking like some kind of hamster in a cage? Oh, you're carrying something else now. Looks a bit pointless for an exam, but I suppose you've set a trend, so all's well. First stooge gets a sick bucket. Don't blame him. Second stooge likewise. And third stooge. What? I'm not that weak. I'm the bass guitarist with the kicking coyotes. Finally, it's time. Just perfect. Please let your hands rest behind your chair. You stooges, don't just do what you're told. Hey, my hands. They won't budge. I want to get out now. I might let the band down. Hey! Release the birds. Let the harvest commence. Thank you, Emerson and Gleason, for staying past closing time. Wait, don't just leave us. Hey, that tickles. Hey, hey. My arm is all numb. Hey, please. Oh, oh no. It's not ink, is it? Please. No, I can't. I can't get away. Will anyone... Will anyone notice what the heck is going on? No. 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 So stick around, me pretties, and be ready. R.M. Renfield, The Last Few Minutes Monologue written by Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard Based on characters by Bram Stoker and his novel Dracula
Where am I? Am I? <laughs> oh, yes. Darkness, seawards, and anus island. I live here. <laughs> While I live, it's the sun, you see. The sun, what little creeps through the dusty clouds and shadowy gloom of my little cell and reminds me, reminds me I have only a little while left to live. Live? What is life? Sitting here, cramped, musty and alone, laughing, <laughs> crying. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking, but not knowing. I don't know. Are they my thoughts or his? I wonder if I ever knew. I must have once. Once, it was only my thoughts, my actions that labelled me insane. Now, I'm never alone. Even in my own head. I was, or am, crazy. They all said so. Dr. Seward said so. But they couldn't see. Not like I can. Every second, every moment, I see and have seen my life force sliding away into the darkness. Dimming every time I... <coughs> There, that's better. A spider glowing with life force and tasty too. Now, my life force is his. Or his is mine. It doesn't matter, as I glow stronger now. My life force is stronger now. <laughs> it won't help. I can be as bright as a candle, and tonight it won't help. Tonight it will all go black. The sun, the sun, the sun is going away now. Good night, sweet sun. I know I shall never see you again, but it's parting, not sweet sorrow. Who said that? No matter. Ah! My brain! It feels as though it could explode any moment, yet it isn't him. Not my mas... Ex-master. <laughs> I made the right choice, didn't I? I made a mistake, I must have. Yet, this Mina, so pretty, so young, so innocent. Why did he have to have her too? He had... But he wanted Miss Mina. I tried to lure her, tried to trick her, but couldn't. Trolled her. Told her to run home, to find her husband, to save herself. And in doing so, I know I must die. He'll take me, but not in the promised way. No eternal life for Renfield. No perfect glow. No immortality. <laughs> Good night.
night is gone. And it's cold. So cold. Wasn't a cold day for Enfield? No, no, it wasn't a cold day. He is coming. Count Dracula is coming to pay me back. I can't flee. There would be nowhere to run. Fog. Oh, God, no. It's Fog. He is here. No, no. I'm sorry, Master. Please, please show me mercy. I made a mistake. Directed by Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard. Renfield was Doug Manlin. Post production by Paul Mannering. Music by Devin Anderson. www.podsafeaudio.com. <laughs>